Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. leader. Coming off the court, you hear it straight from a Suns player with Burns and Gambo. Brought to you by America Roofing, Arizona's number one roofer online at americaroofingco.com. For a free estimate or 10% off any roof repair, that's americaroofingco.com. Suns beat the Kings last night, 122-117. Best record in the West at 14-6. and six. Next up, they're at home against the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday. And as we do every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, it's our opportunity to talk Suns basketball with a member of the organization, one of the players coming off the court and joining us right now, our absolute favorite former member of the Buffalo Bills playing for the <laughs> Wait, Phoenix Suns. What about Lorenzo Suns. Alexander? <laughs> no, no, no. Wow, Lorenzo, come on. Lorenzo's former Buffalo Bills? <laughs> I mean, Lorenzo is, our, is one of our favorite former Bills, but Lorenzo never played for the Phoenix Suns. Ish Wainwright did mm. and does. Therefore, he is our favorite uh, who can claim both on his resume. Ish Wainwright joining us here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Welcome back, sir. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. The, the former Buffalo Bill. I'm, oh my goodness! <laughs> I threw that in we there just for you, my friend. Sweet, listen, we'll always get a kick out of that story you told us about getting thrown around like a rag doll on a play, and then decide this yeah. isn't this isn't it for me. I can't play in this league. I, that was we got a great. That was great. We, we enjoyed we, that. You told us that story a year ago. We do enjoy it so much. Uh, I always think of that when I think, yeah. when I think of you, Ish. Always do, man. Hey, I, I just want to start this off. I, I want to start this. Off. I know we're laughing and stuff and, and having fun, and we'll, we'll continue to do that. But I wanted to say, that, you know, we, we both, you know, me and Bernsey, feel uh, for you and your family with the, with the loss of your dad. I, I was reading a tremendous story like two days ago in the Kansas City uh, Star about, you know, that your dad was bigger than life and just the impact he had on so many youth through basketball, the legacy that he built and just the impact that he had on so many people. I didn't know that about your dad, but, but in reading that story, man, it, what a heck of a, a life he had and his ability to impact the lives of so many young people. You've got to be very, very proud of what he accomplished. I am. I am. I'm, I'm not just proud of that. I'm proud of, uh, every, I'm proud of everything he, he's done. Um, and it just shows that as a kid, you never really see it. You know, you see your dad always talking to people everywhere we go. Um, but then as I got older, I started realizing it. And then also with, the, with his, you know, with his passing, I realized that it was just bigger than just basketball. Um, he's coached and mentored and fathered so many kids in Kansas City. Um, it was just over, it was also overwhelming just to see how many guys came and, you know, supported me. And also not just me, not just them supporting me, but me supporting them because they've been knowing my dad. They knew my dad longer than me, you know, so yeah. they've seen my dad. Over a younger at his younger stages and things like that. Over a thousand people were in attendance to pay their respects. I mean, just tremendous life that he lived. Just a little bit before we get into the sun. Just what? what tell me about the biggest impact he had on you in your basketball career. You know, you remember the saying that I said last year: um, "Stay ready, so I have to get ready." Yeah. That that's been the the main thing that I've really been living life about. You know, staying ready, so I have to get ready. Um, that's with my basketball. It's also with my life and uh, personal life and stuff like that. So um, he's taught me a lot, and he's just—he's still there, still feel him. I still talk to him. So, how much yeah. when you came back to the Suns? And I—I and I, I swear this is the last one we'll ask you about this. What what sort of a sense of family did you have waiting for you when you came back to the organization after taking a few days off to to do everything you needed to everyone, do? Everyone, um, everyone. I think the first I got I got in late. I got in around twelve twelve thirty. 
um, 12 o'clock at night. Um, and I think the first person that seen me on the bus was, uh, I think it was Kale. Kale and Cam. They seen me on the bus and they, uh, they was just straight smiles, you know, um, seen everyone at film and stuff like that. It was just all smile hugs and, you know, just, it was all love. Uh, you could feel it. It was genuine. Uh, even the coaches, coaching staff, it was just all love. That's great. Let's let's talk a little bit about about this team and, and the bench. Much different than last year. Cam Johnson was coming off the bench. Javel McGee was coming off the bench. You had different guards, and you know now you've incorporated so many new guys. So you Landale and, and Dwayne Washington and Damian Lee, and the bench has been fantastic uh, most of the time. So give me your thoughts on how the transition with all these new players has become so easy for the Suns. Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty easy. Um, well, I'm not gonna say it's easy. Nothing's easy. Um, you know, we had a little tough times. You know, we we um, it was a couple games where the bench we weren't really producing the way that we were supposed to do. We, the expectations from the bench is to to, to get get things going. You know, the starters they do so much, and when we step on the court, there shouldn't be any drop off. So there's a point in time where we had a drop off, and you know, coach nipped that in the bud, and we took care of that. Um, but it's fun, you know. The guys that 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 came in, um, you got Jock that's taking care of business in the paint. You got D Lee, and you got uh, D Wash. You know, guys going down hurt, and I, you know, we talk about it all the time. The next man up, uh, once your name is called, stay ready um, because you never know. So I mean, with those guys, uh, it's it's making a lot of things. It's making it more easier, as you can tell, uh, game to game. So it's a lot more comfortable out there. Ish Wainwright, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show off the court with the Phoenix Suns, our weekly visit with the Suns player. For you, and you talked about it earlier, you know, stay ready and don't get ready, you know, so that you're always ready to play. How how have you felt you've done with the opportunities you've had when you've been given those moments, Ish? Um. Well, I'm I'm just gonna be completely honest. At first, I feel like I didn't take a full advantage of the opportunities, um, and that was just you know dealing with certain things. Um, but also now, uh, Amos called, and I'm doing whatever I have to do, even if if it's getting rebounds. Uh, like last night, stepping in with what a couple seconds left, getting a stop, um, and just closing the game out. Uh, just saying little things like that, coming in, hitting open three, um, just. You know, things like that. Yeah. Now, there's been some games from the seven rebound game against the Knicks. I mean, you shot the ball uh, two for two, three pointers against the Jazz and that hard fought win. You had two against the Lakers. I mean, so you're right. I mean, when you get these opportunities, you got to take advantage of them. And that's something that you've been able to do. And that's, you know, that's basically why why you're here this year with the Phoenix Suns. Yes, sir. And I mean, just just having getting an opportunity to do those things and having the coach trusting you, believing you. Um, that also builds my confidence also. So I'm looking forward to what's what's next and I know he's I know he has a plan, so I'm just gonna be yeah. ready, stay ready, so I have to get ready. Let me ask you about Damian Lee. I mean, it's, he's come in here. He's got that championship pedigree with the Warriors. We had him on the show last week, and he talked about just the the importance to him of like breaking away from Steph and you know may, you know for, you know forging his own identity. He did. He talked about how you know listen, if I did something good, it was because of Steph. If I did something bad, why did Steph bring me here? And you know, he said kind of like uh, like with Seth, it was it was time to just break apart and go somewhere else. And he's been terrific for you guys. Three three pointers in the fourth quarter last night. He had a 11 points, and he's got a knack for knocking down big shots uh, late in the game. 
Oh yeah, but I'm not gonna say he has a he's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to get away from him. That is his brother in law, so he's seen my all family dinners and stuff like that. <laughs> um but <laughs> um but nah, um D Lee is a he's a great guy, man, on the court and off the court. Uh, and like you said, he has a knack of hitting big time shots. He's what, three for three yesterday or Four for, what was he? Three for four, four for four yesterday. In the fourth, in the fourth quarter. In the fourth in quarter, the fourth he quarter, three, three, three for five, I think. Yeah, I think he was three for five in the fourth quarter. Uh huh. Um, but that's just him. I mean, he's he's, he's always at, he's in the right spot at the right time. Um, and like you say, he's a champion. You can't go. You can't. You can't go wrong with that. Ish Wainwright, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. The level of camaraderie on this team right now, you mentioned it, the fun that it looks like you guys are having. And I know winning has a lot to do with that, but how much of the winning is caused by the camaraderie you have on this team? It's called, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun to win. Um, and I, as you can tell, we have fun. Um, this is probably the video that, that, that surfaced the internet. You know, the guys, you know, dancing, having fun, singing to fans and dancing with fans before the game. That's just, that's not just a show. That's just, like I said before, that's a joy. That's a, that's the passion that we have with the fan base that we have, uh, the greatest fans in the, in the country. Um, you know, they're, they're enjoying it. We're enjoying it. And it's just a brotherhood also. You all can tell we love each other. Um, and we hang out with each other all the time. So, it's not going to stop, and it's only going to get better from now. I'm, sh- I'm sure you had to resist the temptation when, when Pat Bev pushed DeAndre in the back to run out because you're, you know, you're you're more of a tough guy. You, you know, you're more of a, a hardcore player, well, like a former like football that. player, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I mean yeah. former Bills, a former former member of the Bills organization. I, I mean, I, it had to be hard for you to not go kick Pat Bev's ass. But you know, this team sometimes yeah. has a reputation <laughs> of being. This team sometimes has a rep- reputation of being soft. Do do you buy that? No, we're not soft. We just know when to do it and when not to do it. Like Book said, uh, I wish you would push him. I wish I wish they would push him in the chest instead of the back. He said it the best. So, <laughs> the sun's not soft. We just know when to do it, when not to do it. <laughs> and we have a better, we have a bigger picture. We're trying to win a championship, and uh, we know what we need to do. So, the things that we won't do and won't, won't uh, you know, yeah, things we won't do. Ish, we, we appreciate the time. As always, again, our condolences about your father. We appreciate you coming on for a few minutes and talking with us, as, as always. And we'll always introduce you as a former member of the Bills organization. That's just how that's going to be. Sorry, man. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, All right? man, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> you got Thanks, it. Ish. Ish Wainwright joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. When we come back, play calling or the quarterback or the injuries, or is it something even bigger than that? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Is it the play calling? Is it the quarterback? Is it the injuries? Anybody who's watched the Arizona Cardinals this year knows the answer is yes, yes, and yes. What what you know level of value you want to assign to all of those? It's entirely up to you. But anybody who's watched this team knows the answer to the question is yes. It's all of them. It's 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 all been a part of the problem for the Cardinals. It's why I had to laugh at this article I found on Pro Football Focus today. Not because it was trying to be funny or even unintentionally funny, but it was sort of I kind of had a John Gambadoro no dur moment when I read this. Right? No dur. Yeah. NFL sources buy or sell 
three things that they're either buying or selling on Pro Football Focus, and they're selling the Arizona Cardinals offense. They're talking to an AFC scout, an anonymous AFC scout. Quote, the play calling is kind of scattershot. The quarterback doesn't have patience. That combination is just not working. Their offensive line injuries are only making it worse. Close quote. Like, yeah, tell me, tell me something we don't know, pal. Yeah, right? didn't it say that uh, only Kelvin Beecham has started all Glad you brought that up. games? Yeah, there it is right there. It's that been, was a, a, been been a nugget there. Tumultuous season for Arizona. Murray missed two games with injuries. Hopkins missed six due to a suspension. Marquise Brown missed five due to an injury. Only one Cardinals offensive player has played in all 12 games this James season. James Conner's missed time. Urch is done. Yep. Max Williams is back, but he missed all that time. Kelvin uh, Beecham is the only one. Rondell AJ Green Moore. didn't play in a couple of games. Yep. Rondell Moore has missed time. Rondell this Moore. Year. You know, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. How much of a factor? Like, it should be a factor, right? But we, you can't lean on that because it's Steve Kimes' job to make sure that he's got depth to overcome injuries. If there's four injuries, five injuries, or ten injuries, you know, now listen, at some point, like, you know, the damn busts, right? Like, yes. and, and I think for the Cardinals, like, if they would have had a completely healthy team, they wouldn't be where they are right now. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Like, if Rodney Hudson had played every game and Justin Pugh, like, they've had a lot of devastating losses. Good football players. Good football players. Like, this was a good roster. But they just haven't been able to overcome the injuries. They haven't been able to cover their depth at many times just hasn't been good enough. And so, you know, you, you can't. You know, unfortunately, every team goes through injuries. You can't be like, oh, his excuse is you can't use it as an excuse. But the reality is that, yeah, that's crazy. Only one offensive player has played every game. Just one. I bet if we did some sort of a, and I'm not going to do this because it just sounds like a lot of work. But I bet if we look at every team in the NFL, I think it's safe to say that no team. And if, if so, maybe one or two teams have had as many injuries that have been as impactful and as significant as the Cardinals have. Well, we know nobody's had more players start for them, right? 77 that players. That was the nugget that Darren Urban had Farrow in his column Cooper the other was day. the 77th yep. player to yep. you know, suit up and play for the Cardinals. But important and, players, too, right? Like, it's one thing yeah. to lose your backup tight end. It's one thing to lose your backup center, right? When you start talking about the number of impactful players, I just think, look, injuries... First of all, it does. And I'm not saying we're doing this or you're doing this, or it does sound like excuse making to a lot of some, right? Like, like people hear it and they go, oh, just you know, it, it's like you're making excuses. Can for you what's sell going it to on. Michael Bidwell? Oh, sure, you can try because that's who you got to sell it to. Yeah. Hey, we had a bad year this year. Why? Because of injuries. So if Michael Bidwell can buy that, and and and, and it is true. Like the injuries have had major. Like if they weren't have didn't have all these injuries, they wouldn't be where they are right now. But the key, the, the key is my if Michael believes that. You know, if Michael believes that, hey, this is, you know, like a couple of years ago when, or last year when Tori Lavello got extended after all the injuries the Diamondbacks had. He got the one year, we'll, you know, we'll give you one more year on a deal because they didn't want to fault Lavello and Hazen for the fact that they were decimated by all those injuries. Yeah. So they kept those guys for another year. You know, and um, and they're still here. They're, you know, both of those, the GM and the the manager are still here. But the ownership and the management didn't want to take the job away from them because, like, injuries were a major factor in, you know, in how bad they were two years ago. I, I've thought so much about this, and I don't even know if I if I have the right words to, to explain it. But that 7-0 and start that they got off to last year, right, when everything was perfect, 
Everything was not just the record was perfect. Kyler played perfect, and D Hop was perfect, and and they were one of the best teams in the NFL. That's if if you're if you're Michael or if you're Steve Kime or if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're trying to sell your vision to Michael or to the fans about why things are going to get better or why everybody should get another shot to try this again next year, is that you can say to your fan base and you can say to your owner, look, when we had everybody available, we were humming. We were 7-0. and We were legit. We were one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. That's what we can achieve again. Now, it's up to you as a fan. It's up to you as Michael Bidwell. If you're being pitched this, it's up to you how much you want to buy that and how much you want to believe that because you think about it last year. Part of the reason why 7-0 and fell apart the way it did, injuries. Max Williams got hurt. DeAndre Hopkins got hurt. Kyler got hurt. When he came back, he was never really the same version of himself after that. Some of that might have been because he didn't have D-Hop out there. So you can, it's just, you can sell that. It's just a question of whether anyone's going to buy it or not. And I, I, I think most fans, if we're just being honest about it, don't care. I think don't, and they should, but I don't think they do. The Suns are having all these injuries and Devin Booker's carrying them. I think in some ways the feeling is... Deal with it. You're paying $250 million to a quarterback. He's got to find a way to win you games, even if you've got guys that are out. Okay? Find a way to make, you know, okay, so DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Make it work with Hollywood Brown. Make it work with A.J. Green. Make it work with Rondale Moore. James Conner's not there. Make it work with Eno Benjamin and uh, and Keontae Ingram. Like, I do think there's a feeling like with Kyler, like the second he got that, like, man, you're being paid like one of the best. And what you've, you've got to find a way to deliver. Like, you've got to find a way to win games with all these injuries. Because, like, Devin Booker's doing it with the Suns. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's five guys on the court. It's not offense, defense, special teams and there's 11 guys and you know there's more games I, I, I get all of that yeah. but I do think some of it is like if your quarterback was that great don't you think you'd win some more games it's a fair point and I think even in this, this this scout in this story talks about you know the quarterback just having no patience. The quarterback has no patience. You know? And that's that's an issue. I mean when you know Kyler right now nobody's considering Kyler a top 10 quarterback in this league. Nobody. He's not having that. Did you see where Pro Football Focus graded him among quarterbacks? I mean, I'm going to say 18th, 23rd. Oh, my goodness. Pro Football Focus has him as the 23rd highest graded quarterback this season. Right. And again, I hate to compare Book to Kyler, but with Booker, it was a gradual increase every single year to become one of the best. With Kyler Murray, it's a regression to where he's going down. Yeah. So with Booker, it was like, oh, he's a top 50 player. Oh, now he's a top 30 player. He's a top 20 player. He's a top 10 player. Now, with, with, with Kyler, it was like, oh, he's one of the best young quarterbacks. I would, I would take him over anybody but Josh Allen. And now, but now it's like, man, it's, it's a, there's 15 quarterbacks in this league you take over him right now. It's funny. He's played. Of all the injuries that we talk about, the one I think that needs to be talked about the most, because I think it's the one the Cardinals had the most control over, is Rodney Hudson. They, I, no, you called I, that. You're right. You right. I, I don't know if anybody could say anything that would convince me they didn't screw that up. You know, that they just... I think they were desperate. They were desperate. And they they would have taken the center. They would have taken the the Linderbaum. They would have. He was going to be their pick. I promise you, that was going to be the pick if they had kept it. But they had to trade it. Now, listen, hindsight being what what it is, if I could go back and nothing against Hollywood Brown, I'd rather have the center. I'd rather have the center. Like, there was a panic over six games... You're in the playoffs last year. 
high expectations to get back there this year. The feeling was six games without DeAndre Hopkins is going to kill us. We don't have another guy. Yeah. Rondell Moore can't be a number one. A.J. Green, so let's go get a number one. But you gave up your first-round draft pick to do it. Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line is open for you right now. It's 620-620. When we come back, it's one thing to lose your starting job. It's quite another when the backup is outplaying you. Jay's leverage is slipping by the day. We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. He's an NBA writer. We cite his work uh, frequently. In fact, I think we've had him on a couple of times. Um, Tweeted out last night during the game. Gotta love the fact the Suns are atop the West again while Jake Crowder sits at home posting <laughs> highlights on Instagram. I loved it. That was great. And, and, and then suddenly everybody just started piling on. Um, Jake Crowder just watched that Tory Craig rebound to seal the win and pulled up iMovie to edit some more gym highlights. <laughs> you know, that that came from uh, Shrieker on Shrieky Shooter on Twitter. He's, he follows the Suns and tweets about the Suns all the time. And then Backs it up with some hardcore numbers. Listen, this is crazy, okay? Yeah. Jay Crowder last year. Uh-huh. Okay? Remember, Cam uh-huh. Johnson's out. So Tory Craig is your starting four right now on the Suns. Jay Crowder last year, 9.4 points per game. Tory Craig is a starter this year, 8.9. 9.4 to 8.9. Rebounds, 5.3 for Jay, 5.7 for Tory. Assists, 1.8 for Tory, 1.9 for Jay. Steals, blocks, minutes, it's almost exactly the same. Same thing. Shooting percentages are higher for Tory Craig than they were for Jay Crowder as a starter last year. Dude, yeah. you've got the backup playing better than you were a year ago. And you're sitting at home, you know, all caps tweeting about how you don't have a gig in the NBA and you're putting up highlights of you playing in an empty gym. Hey, come on. It's like they're doing fine without you. It's got to kill them. That they're doing just fine without right, him. Right. They don't miss you at all. One bit. They don't miss you. They don't miss Cam Johnson and Chris Paul still winning games. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a credit to James Jones and the team that he built. Because he is, look, let's be honest. He's, he's the best GM in this market. He's the best GM in this market. <laughs> he has done a phenomenal job of, of building a roster that could withstand the losses of a star player and key role players and... He's just done a, just a bang-up job. I mean, I, he gets a lot of credit. I'm glad he got that promotion, and he deserved it. And But listen, I mean, he think he said it. He said they, they haven't found the right fit, uh, you know, for them. Look, they'll trade him eventually. I still think Grayson Allen is in play. Milwaukee still would be willing to part with Grayson Allen. Um, Atlanta wants him, and Milwaukee wants him, and is, I think, few other teams that are, that are very interested. Miami... Uh, mm-hmm. Now, where he goes, I don't know. I mean, I think the fact that he hasn't traded him to this point may very well look with two weeks away from a third of the league becoming available. It may very well be that I'm going to wait until I get the right guy. Yeah, I'm not going to like there was a lot of talk early. Oh, tra- you know, you don't want to fall too far behind first place. Trade Jay and get somebody in that can help you now. Remember you talking about this like you don't want to wait two months. Yeah, but they did. They waited two months. Not, uh, they could wait all year until they get. They're gonna wait till they get the right trade. Honestly, I didn't think they could play this well. I didn't wait. 
it wasn't so much that they were missing Jay. It's when they it's when Cam went down. When they lost Cam Johnson, and I think it's been three weeks since they've lost him now. So depending on how long he's going to be out, we're halfway, maybe a little less than halfway to the period when we're going to get him back. When they lost Cam Johnson, I didn't think they could afford to wait much longer. I just didn't think they had the depth to withstand that. I I, I really didn't, especially with no Chris Paul, because that happened what just a couple of nights later in Philly, if I remember right. Yeah. If I remember the schedule right, I think it was. Yeah, I didn't think they had the depth to be able to do that. I was wrong. This is why James Jones just got promoted to president, and you know I'm not a, the president of anything. It, it's it, 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 he's very good at what he does, and he understands that. He's got a better understanding of his roster, obviously, than you're I not, do. You're not the president of the Darius Arch fan club. Oh, I well, let's am. not forget that. Come I on, am. let's not forget that. I was watching I was, the, the Suns. I think tweeted out the video of Monty congratulating the team. And after Dario the win was last right night. there. Yes, yeah, well, do you see it? Yeah. Well, he's crediting the bench for staying focused, not knowing when they're. And of course, they zero right in on Dario when he's giving the speech about, "Hey, credit to the bench, man. You guys never know when you're going to play. Sometimes you play, sometimes you don't. Man, that's hard. That's really hard work. Good for you guys. And of course, they cut right to Dario when they're given that. That speech, yeah, I, I miss you. I Listen, here's the thing: like, like, okay, Grace, like they could have Grayson Allen three weeks ago. So I think they're waiting for something better. I think you're right. Milwaukee does want Jay Crowder; they want him, and they're willing to give up Grayson Allen. But if Jay, if James Jones wanted Grayson Allen, like he would have made the trade for Grayson Allen a few weeks ago. So you know, there's there's teams with draft compensation. Like Atlanta's got some draft compensation mm-hmm. coming to them. Like that could be a part of a deal if it's Atlanta, because they you know they could be well the Suns could get some maybe draft compensation. They've got somebody else's pick coming to them. Um, I I I can't imagine that this thing drags out past the middle of December when all these players that aren't available all of a sudden become available. Nope. Um, but I, I don't think this is. For, go and, ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say the other thing is like, this isn't punishment to. Jay Crowder, you don't want to play for us, I'll go to Millie. No, because the Suns can use another. Like, if you could get somebody who can help your team, you would go ahead and do that. I, no, Jay's not being punished. But I also think it's it is a it is a real slap in the face, metaphorically speaking, for them to play this well without him. I, I mean, like, I, yeah. I just the blow to your ego. How tough it must be, you know, to keep a good stiff upper lip about this when the team that you willfully walked away from deliberately said, no, I don't want to be a part of you going into the final year of my contract because whatever it is that you're offering, whether it's playing time or money or whatever, it just isn't good enough. I can do better. I want to go somewhere else and do better. That team hasn't missed you at all. And that's got to sting. I've said this over the years. And I think you'll remember me saying this. I have brought this up on the show in the past. If there's a player that doesn't want to be here, James Jones is going to, he doesn't want him to play. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be, I've said this, James doesn't want that guy. I'm not going to try to make it work. You don't want to be here? Okay, leave. Go, get out. We'll trade you. Like, if you go to the, if you go to James Jones and you want to call that bluff, you better be serious. Because if you go and you say, look, I'm not happy here. Okay, you're not going to play for me ever again. Like, he's not going to play you. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll trade you. I mean, now, Grant, like, I don't think if Devin, Bo- De- Devin Bookie may try to sue- soothe it over. But, I mean, if, <laughs> he's the one guy who, like, yeah. If anybody went to him and said, I'm not happy here, I don't want to be here. He has no intention of, like, what do I need to do to fix this? If you don't want to be here, don't be here. Yeah. The culture they built, the environment that they've built, they only want players that want to be here. It's put them in this position, too. Where, I mean, we always thought they needed to 
trade Jake Crowder because there was a hole to fill, okay? Right. There's not a hole to be filled. They'll get Cam Johnson back. Torrey will go back to being the backup four. There's So you can almost now, you can go to the grocery store and really just buy what you want. With Jay Crowder, which is right? a wing, they want a wing. They want player. a wing, but but yes. you don't. You don't. It's not like there's this desperate need to go get another four because you're missing something. You, you you've managed to do this without creating a hole, and so you you can just go to the store. It's like you got a gift card. It's like your aunt Edna gave you a gift card for your birthday. And you go, okay, I'm just going to go to the store and I got a hundred bucks in my pocket. I can buy whatever I want, and there's nothing I need. There's nothing I have to get. There's nothing that I'm required to get with this. I can buy yeah. literally what, and that's my daughter what, got me a gift card to where? Viore, Viore, my <laughs> my new clothesline. I'm sensing a. Do you have a Viore endorsement coming up, or, or no? are you good? No, no okay. I just really, I just, really like their clothes. Like I'm comfortable. Like I'm. Sw- but Chelsea switched my fashion. It took forty something years, but I finally, I finally changed my look. That was your. That was your birthday present. Um, from Goobs, yeah, I got a gift. Well, card I mean, from but wasn't it also from Chelsea? Got from me two pairs, two pairs Chelsea. of pants. Well, you said yesterday, yeah, she got me two pairs of the these. Goal pants. was to reinvent, reinvent me. You, oh, yes, I'm gonna less, yeah, new, new style. <laughs> Took me until fifty six years, but new style. Is the expression "New Year, New Gambo"? New, I got a new style. Yeah, leisure wear. That's, leisure wear. That's 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 me. <laughs> no more jeans. <laughs> no more jeans anymore. And uh, just nicer, you know, nicer, nicer workout clothes, yeah, basically. Like, I, like even, even going to the gym, I wear like Viore shorts now to the gym instead of like Nike and Under Armour and stuff. Nothing yeah, against but them, I, but I just I have memories too of every summer you basically wearing nothing but not nice workout clothes to work. So yes. what is this? Basically, yeah. just nicer workout clothes. No, I'm going to wear nicer workout clothes. To okay, because I I would just remember you wearing a Nike T-shirt and Under Armour shorts to work every day all the time. Right? All the time. So it's just a nicer I, I brand of workout clothes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, just more a high-end stuff. <laughs> Viore style. I only shop at Viore. I don't know, just really comfortable. It's comfortable. I'm sure that you're super comfortable. <laughs> Cambo stepped out from behind the counter like an hour ago. Look at these, I mean, look at these pants. These pants are great. I love these look things. At these, these things are awesome. They look pants, good. They look shorts. good on me. Yeah. Like, yeah, Gambo, you, you, look, you look good. You look good, Gambo. You look That's good. from trying to do. You've been re- Bravo, Chelsea. I'm trying to bring sexy back. Oh, boy. When we come back. <laughs> We're not bringing sexy back. When we come back, first of all, just to change the topic, do you know a high school student with great character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship that they won't spend on Viore clothes? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact on our community. Text the word character to 620-620 and share their story. Again, text the word character to 620-620. Who are the top 25 players under the age of 25 in the NFL? How many Cardinals made the cut? Ooh, 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 I know. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. We, uh... Talk about all the time, all the stories that we read to get ready for the show, right? All these links, all these stories. You and I both had this story. We emailed it to each other today, um, not knowing that the other one was going to have it in their email. And I, I, I tell you, Gamble, I clicked on this link today, and I, I knew, I knew what the answer was before. You know, I'd even scrolled halfway through the article. You know, like I'm scrolling through it. I'm like, there's not going to be one single player on this list. Not one. There's not going to be one 
single play. And I was, and I admit, I was being kind of a cynic about it. Yeah. You know, I was in kind of a dark place. But I'm like, there, there's no way there's even one Cardinals player on this list. The list was ESPN.com's NFL Top 25 Under 25, ranking the best players 24 years old or younger in the National Football League. Newsflash. Not one Cardinal Not made the one. list. Not one. No honorable mentions. Nobody in the top 25. I even counted the honorable mentions and the guys that here's somebody who could have been a 38 players they mentioned. 38. They didn't have one. Not one. Not one player under the age of 25. You asked rather innocently in your email today, is this a problem? Yeah. You're damn right it's a problem. Yes, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Right. That's a drafting problem. That is a talent identification problem. Yeah, that's a problem. To the point where I even went and to, to the Cardinals website, and I and I organized their roster by, by, age? by their age. Okay. okay. Can, we, let's, can we go over the play? Because I'd love to. Here's okay. everybody who could have been on this list. Zach Allen? No, he's actually 25. It's 24 or younger. Oh, 20, under 25. Okay. Yeah, under 25. So, so Hollywood Brown doesn't make that either. Hollywood then. Brown oh, doesn't okay. make the cut. Okay. Zach, let me, you know what? Let me you tell you. Do it. You do it. You do it. Let me tell you who doesn't make the cut. Zach mm. Allen doesn't. Hollywood Brown doesn't. I won't give you all the names. Josh Jones doesn't. Kyler doesn't. Buddha's 26. Okay, here's the guys who could have been on the list. Okay, all right. Jalen Thompson could have been on the list. Oh, he's a good player. Okay. He didn't make it, though, huh? Didn't make it. Wow. Isaiah Simmons could have been on the list. Could have been. Good player. Byron Murphy could have been on the list. Okay, this, these are all good players. Marco Wilson could have been on the list. Like, I'm not top 20. Not top no, I know. 20. I'm just giving you guys even, like, fringe. Okay. Like, uh, basically what I'm doing. You have not, fa- you have not hit on one guy that, that I don't like. These are all good football players. Basically what I'm doing is I'm taking the guys who are high draft picks, who are, like, okay. third or fourth round or better. Trey McBride didn't make the list. Uh, Zaven Collins didn't make the list. Cameron Thomas didn't make the list. Rondell Moore didn't make the list. Basically, I just identified every, just about every first, second, or third round of the Cardinals have taken the yeah. last two or three years. Keontae Ingram, the running back, Jesse Lucata. I'm just looking at every single guy. MyJ Sanders. Trey McBride. Lasita Smith. Trey McBride. Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. I, I, I mentioned that name. Yep, okay. mentioned that name. Didn't make the list. Wow. Didn't make the list. Yes, this is a problem. This, now, some of these players mm. are good. I yes, there's no I was, question. I, I was thinking about this driving in. It's not like all of these players are bad. It's not like these are all wasted draft picks. The problem is that none of them yet are elite. There, are, There's nobody on this list. Nobody. Outside of maybe Jalen Thompson, he's maybe the one guy that you would say he's an elite player at his position. He's probably the only one. Everybody else, Isaiah Simmons, he's having a good year. He's not elite. In this league, Zayvon Collins is having a good year. He's not elite in this league. Rondale Moore, even if we were allowed to put Zach Allen on this list, he's really good and is probably going to get a contract extension, which he richly deserves. But is he elite at his position in the NFL? No, he's not. And that, to me, is the problem. Because, nobody is great. Yeah, because I think to make this list, you have to be certifiably great. And the Cardinals, outside of Jalen Thompson, don't have anybody who qualifies as great. From this younger talent pool. So, and yeah, that yeah. is a problem. That is a pro- Agree? Disagree? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I, I think that's that's probably right. Like, you could look at those players and say, that's a good player, that's a good player, that's a good player. But you're not hitting on great players, right? Right. You've got to hit on great players. you got to have 
because you go through that list and you know the of the players. I don't know if your link calls it up. Mine, mine's not right now. But you know, you get into the Micah Parsons and guys like that. Like, okay, these are great players. Like the a lot of the guys on that list are great players. I'll pull up the list here real quick. I mean, some of them are. are I mean, truly elite players here. Here, uh, give me just a second. I'll I think Micah Parsons you. was number one. Micah Parsons is number one. Justin Jefferson is number okay, two. Great player. Jamar Chase is number three. He's a great player. Tristan Wirfs is four. That, that, see, that's great. Justin Herbert. Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Rash- Williams is having an unbelievable year yep. for the Jets. Rashawn he's been a Slater, even though he's hurt. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, I just, Quinnen Williams is so freaking good. Like, he's a star. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, these are, those players are all great players. Yep. And the Cardinals have a lot of good players that are under that age, players you like. And, you, you know, Jalen Thompson's really good. Byron Murphy's really good. Rondell Moore, I think, is a good player. But, you know, to be on that list, you've got to not be just good. You've got to be a great player. And I get, okay, if you want to say the jury that you you need to give these draft classes time to develop, I'll, I'll buy that. I, I think even though other teams get contributions much, much earlier than the Cardinals seem to from their draft classes, if you want to give them a pass for 2022 so far, fine. Give them a pass. It's, it hasn't even been a year since Trey McBride and... Cameron Thomas and my Jay Sanders have been in the league, but I'm looking at the draft history of the Arizona Cardinals. Basically, to be on the under 25 list, you were drafted in either 2020, 2021, or 2022. You might be in the 2019 class if you were like young for that one. Look at the draft picks from those years. Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, the uh, lucky foe to Rashard Lawrence. That's rounds one through four in 2020. Zaven Collins, Rondell Moore, Marco Wilson. That's rounds one through four in 2021. Trey McBride, Cameron Thomas, my Jay Sanders. That's rounds one through three in 2022. None of them made the list. None of them. And, no. and, and, and so, yeah, that's the issue is that while you might have plucked good players from the draft, Game-changing talent? No, no, you're not there yet with any of these guys. That's a problem. And you did give up your first-round pick this year to go get a player. So you don't have that, yeah, that guy. That you don't guy have that guy. On the list. Yeah. I don't know if Linderbaum was on that list or not, or honorable mention, or anything like that. But Let me see. Because he's, he's really... Gonna be a, he's going to be a great player. I know you, you 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 like him a lot, and rightfully so. C.D. Lamb, a guy you could have had, is on the list. Um, let's see. I'm looking for Jedrick Wills, the tackle out of Cleveland, made honorable mention. Creed Humphrey, the center out of Kansas City, yeah. made honorable mention. Um, they didn't like him. No, they didn't. Um, he's a left-handed center. They didn't want a left-handed center. No, the, uh, the player you just mentioned... Uh, um, uh, Linderbaum did not Linderbaum. make the list. Okay. No, didn't okay. make the list. Yeah, so there is talent there, but you know you you can't say that there's no t- there's plenty of talent players like they've been in this league for a long time, good football players, uh, but nobody that's on that level of of greatness like a lot of these other players on the list are. Yeah, which is why it's it's kind of funny, you know, almost going hand in hand. I went to Tankathon today just to see the updated draft order. Cardinals have the seventh pick right now in the NFL draft. They do. They Seventh do. pick, and they say offensive offensive line and edge rusher, what their needs are, and you know, I I, I always look at this too. Look at this time. There's no reason why we can't look at this. The top draft order: Texans one, Bears two, Lions three, Seattle four. Thanks to the Denver Broncos. Thank you, Mitch. Carolina five. <laughs> look at the look on his face. Philly six via New Orleans. 
Think about it. Philly's going to have the sixth pick. Seattle's going to have the fourth right now, thanks to Denver and New Orleans. Cardinals seventh, followed by Green Bay, the Raiders, and then the Texans would have another pick via Cleveland. They'd have two picks in the top ten. But right now, the Cardinals are slated to have the seventh pick. And listen, at this point, like... I'm not gonna lie, like I, I, I root for draft positioning more than anything else. I'm not like I'm not gonna sugarcoat this and you know, do you root for your team to lose? Well it's yeah, but for a reason. Like because I want the better draft pick. Not because I want them to lose. I'm rooting for it because the season's lost and I would rather have a better draft pick. When we come back on Burns and Gambo, we're at the turn, the four o'clock reset. So all of the top sports stories you need to know about, that includes a mess at ASU that might be getting even messier when it comes to ASU men's basketball. Uh oh. That's next, Burns and Gambo.